people who try things and fail much later in life, they're way happier than people who never tried and never know. So it's like, go for the failure, try to fail. Boom, and we're live. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Dom Fusco. Thank you, as always, for joining me for today's episode. Now, today, I have on a fellow podcaster, a very successful one at that. His name is Aaron Patton, and he is the host of the New Age Influencers Podcast, which is top 200 in over 50 countries and offers conversations with social media influencers, celebrities, content creators, entrepreneurs, and extracts their tips and secrets that help them become the influencers that they are today. We talk about how Aaron left his nine to five sales job two years ago because he was not feeling fulfilled and how he believes everyone should be able to make a living doing something they love and become a new ager, which is why he started the podcast. And a new ager is someone who embraces the modern era and is constantly looking forward and is a forward thinker. He has an incredibly successful guest on his podcast, including Jason Capital, Bill Perkins, Brendan Kane, Ryan and Jen Hamilton, and many more. This conversation goes into how Aaron has been able to support himself since quitting his job, monetizing an online venture, the keys to developing and sustaining a new age mindset, social media growth strategies, and how he is bridging the gap between generations. Whether you're a baby boomer, Gen X, millennial, Gen Z, does not matter. No matter who you are or what you do, there's a way to leave your nine to five job. There's a way to do more. There's a way to make a living doing something that you enjoy, something you love every single day. And that's what we really get into in this podcast. So I don't want to waste any more of your time and make sure you stay tuned for the lightning round at the end of the episode. It's pretty good. All right. Without further ado, Aaron Patton. All right. All the way from sunny San Diego, Aaron Patton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Really appreciate you being on here with me. What's up, man? What's up, everyone? Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, really. I've been looking forward to this for a while. You have been one of my favorite follows on Instagram, not just your personal page, but also the New Age, uh, the New Age Influencer Podcast and the New Age Mindset page. So just really great content that you're putting out. Uh, I'm really curious, how is it running three Instagram pages? Do you have anybody helping you out or are you like strictly doing it by yourself? How are you doing that? Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so actually, I used to have five <laughs> and I, I cut it. I cut it back to three. Um, actually, no, I have four right now, but I don't really spend too much time with the other one. The other one's kind of like just a side personal poker one. Okay. Um, that I don't really nice. talk about much, but, uh, yeah, those three, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. Instagram is my most used social platform by far and away. Uh, I mean, this is the juggernaut in the space. Uh, you know, TikTok's gaining rapidly, but I think Instagram is still the behemoth and, uh, I don't see anyone taking over, taking it over for a while. Um, and that's where I source pretty much everything. That's where I'm going to be sourcing future clients, uh, source some current clients. It's where I source guests. It's where I see what my friends are doing. That's where I post about what I'm doing personally and professionally. So it's just kind of an all-encompassing platform that I uh, get on quite frequently. So what inspired you to start these pages, create this podcast? And you know, you're based on becoming a new ager. Can you explain to me? and the audience what a new ager is and like your definition of that? Yeah, yeah. So I recently threw that definition up on the, uh, the bio part of the new age mindsets page because I wanted people to see it and then either recognize it and be like, oh yeah, that's kind of what I'm about or not. And so I just want it to be a little bit more polarizing that way. So you're like, yeah, I'm someone who likes having a good time, but also has serious goals and 
wants to do something that I actually genuinely enjoy. So uh, it's not just like a typical, you know, my accounts aren't just a typical meme page, like a collegehumor.com or anything like that. It's like a hybrid of fun and some, maybe some motivational lessons, maybe some inspirational lessons, maybe some things that I picked up advice along the way from interviews such as this with other people. Uh, so I want it to be a combination of all that. Um, and it just kind of morphed into that over time. In the beginning, I was just kind of throwing shit against the wall, seeing what stuck, you know, throwing out some different terms, you know, I, but now I refer to people as new agers that didn't always be like, it wasn't always like that, but it's just kind of what it grew into. Actually, that account specifically started out as daily advice for men. Um, I don't think mm -hmm. you're, maybe you're following it back then, probably not, but that was like three years ago and it's shifted a couple of times. Um, but it's just uh, kind of a result of just consistency, putting out content, seeing what people like, what people don't like, and what I also enjoy. That's a big part of it. A lot of people in this online game, they pretend to like something when they don't really, really like it. Like, do you like something enough to post 80 times in a row, 80 days straight? You know, maybe not. Maybe you think you do, maybe you don't, but you're not going to know until you try. Yeah, right. You're definitely going to find out if you start posting some shit and then you realize, all right, I'm putting out all this effort and I'm not getting a whole lot of return. But even more than that, what's even more important than that is you're not getting any sense of fulfillment and you're not happy with what you're doing. And you know, that's what's really important. And that's why uh, I love some of the conversations and interviews that you've had with people is, you know, it's all about having fun and enjoying what you're doing with life. So uh, I really you know, appreciate the, all the messages that you've done with that. And I actually did go back and listen to your first episode uh, where you kind of talked about what the podcast was going to be, what kind of guests you were going to have, and the overall message that it was going to present. And you did talk about how uh, the Daily Tips for Men was, was how you started. And then I went and listened to uh, your interview with Jason Capital, and his was kind of a, uh, kind of a similar thing where he started out giving like dating advice and things like that. So uh, talk about a little bit about how you got started with uh, the daily advice for men and how it kind of evolved into what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. Great question. Um, yeah. So with Jason capital, yeah, he started basketball, basketball tips right. and then dating advice. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, Instagram or whatever the fuck he's doing right now. Um, <laughs> and he does, he does a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a crazy guy, but uh, yeah. So I started out, I was still in the office. I was doing software sales here in San Diego. I uh, was getting pretty bored with it. I was getting bored with multiple aspects of it. Um, it was a pretty cush job, not gonna lie. It was, it was not bad in the grand scheme of corporate jobs, but uh, I still wasn't able to own my own time and not log calls into Salesforce as a CRM that salespeople use. So like I was still being micromanaged somewhat, um, and I just didn't want that anymore. So I started exploring, researching, listening to podcasts, reading blogs, you know, financial freedom, location freedom, all that, you know, those, those types of uh, hyper words that you see out there in the space here these days. Um, and I just started taking action. Like I just started, I, I got an Instagram account. I had an idea. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to like this idea or not, but like, I'm a dude in my twenties. Uh, I'm just going to post what I like and what I would want to know about if I was maybe six or seven years younger. Um, what I didn't really know now that I do know now. Um, so I just started posting different types of tips, fitness tips, dating tips, mindset tips, all these different things. And then soon realized that, uh, it was just too much. And I wasn't really an expert at any of them. And you, not to say you have to be an expert to post online. You definitely don't. And that's a big lesson too. But, uh, I, I morphed it into just mindset and dating. Then I morphed it just into mindset. And then it kind of slowly evolved with the podcast and kind of grew together simultaneously and so i just call them sister accounts now 
you know, one is the mindset account, which is more fun, memes, more entertainment, uh, more followers. And the other the podcast is just more of a showcase account. I don't post too much on there other than just peer interviews, just to let people know who I've interviewed and what the episodes are about. So I don't know. I like that dynamic. It may change. I have no idea. But uh, right now, that's what it is. And uh, that's what it's grown into. So when you started that account, did you keep that same account and just change the handle and kind of just shift the whole podcast or did you start an entire new page? Yeah. So I had, yeah, I switched the whole handle. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I started switching the actual content. Uh, I definitely lost followers in the beginning. In the beginning, I was just posting pictures of pretty girls with like pieces of advice. Uh, and then I was getting followers for the wrong reasons, uh, like many people do out there on the gram. And so I was like, I don't want just a bunch of dudes following me for these pictures when, you know, half of them think that I'm the actual girl itself. So that's not going to work. Um, so I switched the handle to uh, more alignment with the actual podcast. I started the podcast after I started that Instagram account. And uh, that's what it kind of morphed into. I, I mean, the new age, I just wanted it to be something that kind of embodied just the modern era. And, you know, there's definitely some different ideas I threw around, uh, like modern age, new age, a couple of different uh, keywords, but that's what I landed on. And uh, influencers is just, you know, that was kind of a negative connotation for that word starting out, but I'm trying to make it into something more, uh, not as negative, more accepted, more positive, micro influencers, people that are just, you know, making money online, doing something they like, not necessarily a huge multimillionaire or multi-million followed Instagram model. Like that's what people think of a lot of times when, if they're not exposed to this game. Uh, so that's what I was trying to change and that's who I interview. You know, granted, I definitely interview some people that are bigger and have those followings for some certain reasons, but I also want to interview people that have followings for you know their legitimate uh, mindset and, and what they're about and their business rather than just how they look. Right, and what's cool about the interviews that you've done is you've, got influencers from all different kinds of uh, sectors and different realms of life and different, uh, you know, like you've had, like you said, Jason Capital, and then you've had Bill Perkins, and then you've had DJs, and you've had all kinds of different sort of influencers, not so as to say, like, somebody who just interviewed athletes or um, influencer, like TikTok influencers or anything like that, like, you're getting a wide variety of people. So, how have you been able to get, you've had some, like I said, some incredible guests, um, you know, some with millions of followers. How have you been able to get in touch with these people and, you know, kind of get them to notice you? Yeah. So there's a lot of layers. Um, so I was going to address a couple of things first. Uh, first of all, it's definitely mm-hmm. easier to grow an online following audience podcast. If you do niche down and you are talking right. to one specific type of person and it's for one specific type of audience member. But for me, it's just not as fun. And I think a lot of people burn out when they do that, when you're only talking about weight loss every single week and only talking to people who are nutritionists and, and, you know, that just gets a little boring no matter how much you love fitness or exercise. So I wanted to go the other route where I'm talking to all these different types of people that are all different backgrounds, different accounts, but it's all kind of um, conformed to one topic, which is how did you build your audience and how are you making a living doing something you actually enjoy rather than an office? So it's kind of cemented in that fact. Um, and then the fact that, uh, me getting the guests, I just kind of applied my sales acumen to Instagram DMS. And that's what I always say on every single podcast I get interviewed on, or anyone that asks me that is just like, 
It's just persistence, repetition, repetition, sending DMs, and not just sending run-of-the-mill text DMs. It's just like email sales when you're trying to sell software, which I was doing for the past seven years before I started this two years ago. It's like no one's going to open your email or answer your phone call if you're just another. If you're just another person, just another salesperson, hi, can I have some of your time? Hi, this is my product. Hi, this is what we have to offer. It's like, no, first you got to make it about them. What can you do for them? And you ought to also make it a little different. So how you stand out on Instagram, it's actually very simple. I mean, it's not rocket science. You send a voice note or you send a video note. You don't send a text note. That's it. That's all. I only send voice notes. I only send voice notes because in the little subject line for the DMs, it says sent a voice message, even if it's in their message request, because they don't follow you, obviously, if they're bigger time. And they see, sent a voice note. And then they're like, oh, shit, I kind of want to see what this person said. Even if it's some random Joe Schmo who that person might never talk to again, they're like, I'm curious as to what they say. Like, that's just human nature. It's like, what did they say to me? What do they have to say to me in a voice note? Uh, so it gets opened way more. And then, you know, it's just putting in the effort in the beginning, reaching out to hundreds of people, getting only a few responses and having only a few bookings and then having only a few of those bookings show up. But then it snowballs over time as you keep doing it, uh, just putting in a lot more work at the beginning. Now I, I don't have to try as hard, nearly as hard, because I have all these guests in the past to showcase already. So they're like, okay, this is semi-legitimate. Um, so I'll agree to be a guest on you know, this podcast right now. Uh, so like, for example, I'm putting out a podcast. I said it was going to be today. It might be tomorrow. But I'm putting out a podcast today. And I don't even have a guest for next week because that's for one, that's because I'm probably going to do kind of a recap between because I just hit 100 interviews. Uh, but for two, I have someone on hook that I'm going to be interviewing. But for three, I can I can reach out to them and in short order interview some people pretty quickly. So like I'll probably tomorrow I'll dedicate maybe two hours to DMing people and then line up like two or three new guests and then I'll be good for another two or three weeks. But um, I also don't like stacking the interviews so far ahead of time that they're not relevant. Um, I actually did take a three week break recently and some of the interviews I'm publishing now are from about a month ago, uh, but it's usually not like that, but uh, I try to stay pretty current with it. Anyway, that was a long winded answer, but uh, yeah, that's how it goes. No, I, that's a great answer. And I honestly never <laughs> thought of that, like sending a voice message or sending a video message. Cause how many people are going to DM if you have 400,000 followers, even, even if you have, 50,000 followers, you're still most likely going to be getting a ton of different DMs a day. Yeah. And it's going to be the basic salesperson, hey, I'm this, like, can I get this from you? And so if they see a video message or, uh, you know, an audio message, you can't copy and paste a video message or an audio message that has to be yeah. tailored yeah. to what they're doing. So exactly. that's awesome. And I was actually going to ask you if, uh, you know, if you apply your, what you use in the sales world to, you know, get, get, um, people onto your podcast. So, you know, I appreciate uh, you telling us that. So, you know, in terms of being in sales and stuff, were you always this interested in going into some sort of, were you always interested in like online branding and the digital world? Or was that something that kind of came to fruition, um, you know, recently? Uh, how did you transition out of the sales world, corporate America into being an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, it's, um, it's something that I wish I thought about more in my early twenties, because if I had started this podcast, you know, seven years ago, I would be much further along in what I'm doing now. Um, you know, but, but you know, you, you live with no regrets. Like I, I might not even do this ever if I didn't have those past experiences. So you never know sure. what, what life's going to offer you. But, um, it, 
it was just kind of a snowball effect. So I started out actually just, I lost a big sales deal in my company, in my last company that I worked for, and it pissed me off. And I was kind of like already hanging on a string for like, that. I don't really want to be here anymore. And then that kind of set me off, I quit. And at the time I was playing a lot of poker heavily. So I was like, I'm just going to play some poker and try to figure it out. I didn't know that this was what I was going to do when I quit. I just quit and said I was going to figure it out. I'm a pretty risky person. I like risk. I thrive off that. A lot of people don't, but I do. Um, so I was like, I'm going to quit. I had some savings and uh, I started playing poker, see if I can make that work. Right. So I didn't make that work. That was very hard. And I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be that hard. And uh, I also knew that I didn't want to spend that much time in a casino. So I started, uh, I started investigating and kind of like asking myself and reflecting self-reflection, you know, why do I love poker so much? Why do I, why do I like doing this? Like, what do I want to do? I started asking myself those questions, you know, at the poker table. And I kind of came to the conclusion that I really like this, this game of poker because I'm talking to all these different types of people, all these different stories and backgrounds. And it's kind of the only game that you'll ever be at the same place with like a grandma and like a young Asian gangster at the same time playing the same game. Like that would never happen anywhere else. Anyway, um, I just like talking to and learning about people's stories and kind of where they were in life and how they got to where they were. And I started listening to a lot of podcasts, especially Gary Vee, like so many of us have. Sure. And uh, I just started listening to him and I started listening to other podcasts, Lewis Howes and these guys. And it's just like, it's, it just kind of like clicked in my head. It's like, this is what I want. I want freedom. And I want to have fun. And so, and then I want to have fulfillment. So actually I refer to that a lot now. It's like fun, freedom, and fulfillment. Those are my three criteria for me personally as to what I want to do professionally. And if I'm not checking off those boxes, I don't want to do them. So what can I do to check off those boxes? The internet, the internet is the answer. And so what on the internet could I do? I looked into all different types of things. Like, should I try to be like a YouTuber or like affiliate marketer or whatever. I was like, no, you, you listen to podcasts. That's how you learn about all this shit. So why don't you just start a podcast? And I, I saw that there are a lot of business podcasts out there, but there weren't a lot of social media business podcasts. So I wanted to teach people or, you know, I wanted to learn myself how these people built up their followings and how they're making money from social media. But so, uh, you know, learn myself and teach people. So creating content and learning at the same time is kind of like a perfect idea, perfect option. And podcasting is still like very, you know, the tons of people have podcasts right now, but it's not nearly as competitive as like a blog or YouTube channel or Instagram account. Um, it's, it's much less competition. It's still in the beginning grassroots stages, a lot of opportunity there. It's a pretty green space. So I just dove in um, and I don't regret it for a second. You know, it's not something that you're going to dive into and make money right away uh, as with anything online. Like if you think you're going to make money, in a week, if you think you're going to make like a hundred grand in three weeks, or you buy into one of these like scammy deals, like, well, the unit one, you're just not smart or not doing your research. Um, but two, that person's not going to get you those results because it's never how it happens. You know, that they're, they're just kind of scammy people themselves. If they tell you they can make you $200,000 in four in five or four weeks or whatever it is. So you have to put in the work. You have to actually do the, like do everything yourself, learn it yourself for a while with no ROI before you can actually turn a good profit or actually make it a lifestyle. And that's what people have a hard time wrapping their heads around because it's not like a job where you go to work, you get paid for your hours, you go home and you, you do whatever you're doing at night. This is like working, 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 working for no payoff. But then maybe eventually you'll get to a place where you can't have a payoff. And then from there, typically it exponentially grows. 
but uh, a lot of people don't stick with it or they don't like what they start or they're just not having a good enough time doing it to stick with it. So there's a lot of factors as to why people quit. You know, that's why only like one to 5% of people would ever make it online. And so many people try it, so few succeed. But I wanted to talk to the people who did succeed so I could become one of those myself. When you, when you talk about when you left your job and started doing this, you, you, you had some savings saved up, but you didn't know where necessarily that next paycheck was going to come from, but you knew that this was a passion of yours and you wanted to pursue it and you were going to go after it no matter what it took. So how long was it before you were able to monetize, see money coming in and you know, what was that grind like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, so for the first year I was just, I said I was going to do it for a year before I tried to make any money with it. And, uh, I was actually traveling the world too. I went to Europe. I did like a little simultaneous Euro vote. So I let people vote where I went, whether or not they listen to podcasts. This is just through my personal Instagram at the time. Um, so I did that for like three months. I was renting out my place in downtown San Diego, uh, just kind of, you know, floating around and seeing what, uh, what I want to do. If I still want to do it, listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, but I was, I planned on doing it for a year before I tried to make any money. And then actually year two, I still, um, I'm just at the end of year two and I haven't really like broken through if, if that's what you want to call it. Like I don't make, I honestly don't make that much money from it, but I've just built such a foundation that uh, I'm going to start really going hard at it very soon. So I've been doing one-on-one podcast consulting, um, most, a lot of it for free, but some of it paid. Uh, but I've been living off savings. I've been doing a couple, I had a couple stocks, renting out my place, doing a couple different things. So like, you know, I've, I've also dramatically decreased my lifestyle. Uh, well, it's easier now with Corona not to, not to go out, but even before Corona, I was like stopping myself from going out. You know, when I had a job, maybe it'd be like two or three times a week, you know, now it'd be like maybe once a week, if that, uh, to just to focus on what I'm doing and to not spend as much money. So I was just being more frugal. And, uh, now I'm kind of, uh, in the second stage, I would say of monetization where I'm going to be rolling out a group consulting program for podcasters actually this week. And, uh, I'll be charging like a monthly fee for that. And, uh, based off what I've been doing, hopefully people understand that I actually know what the hell I'm talking about so that, you know, I'll get a couple clients that way and they build that up a little bit, um, until I enter the kind of the next phase of what I want to do. And that's, and that's going to look a little different, but, um, that's, that's the phase I'm in now. Uh, so it's definitely not a quick game. And I think if you think it's going to be a quick game or you want it to be a quick game, you're probably going to be disappointed. So that's why it's, it's for people that aren't as risky, keep your day job, keep your day job for now and just do something on the side. Before, and then once your side hustle, you know, equals or maybe goes above your salary, then maybe you can entertain uh, the quitting aspect. But I also don't have any dependents. I don't have a family. Uh, well, I don't have a you know family married or anything like that, so I only have to keep myself alive. So it's not too hard. <laughs> yeah, I can get by pretty easily with not much. But um, right, yeah, that's that's how it's gone for me. Right. So you're in the millennial generation, but honestly, when I listen, as I listened to you a ton, and then I finally listened to an episode where you said, "You know, I'm 32." I was like, "What?" I thought I thought you were honestly like in your uh, early to mid twenties, uh, just the way you think and you know, the way that you approach life. And I think that my generation, the Gen Z, I guess I'm Gen Z, Gen Z millennial, I'm 21. So I guess, I guess yeah, I'm into that category. Yeah, yeah I'm Gen Z. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you're kind of in that stage where 
people in you in your age are either very in they're falling victim to the man <laughs> you know like as, as they say they're falling victim to the man or they have a, they have a mindset like you where you know you can make money online you can everybody deserves to do something they love for a living mm-hmm. do you have friends that are your age that are that sway to one side or the other yeah you're absolutely correct you know 32 early 30s so actually I'll start the conversation with like people and this is something I love Gary Vee talking about this it's like people's relationship with time really sucks mm-hmm. because of kind of old society standards and how old society thinks that, you know, at least by 30, you should be married, have kids, you know, know what your job path is going to be, your career path. You should have, a, maybe have a house. Like you should be on your way to like a regular family lifestyle, the American dream. Right. Um, so that's why I really like Gary on the stuff because, because he says that people's relationship with time really sucks. Whereas you really don't even know, most people don't know at all what they like doing by the time they're 30. Um, most of us, are still kids at that point and there's so much life left to live and with modern technology there's so much left to go that if you just settle at 30 for what you're doing then you might become pretty miserable and uh, especially because things are going to be changing rapidly in the future I think it's important to understand that things are going to change and you need to be willing to change with them so people that are of that old mindset where they're like I have to do this by a certain age I have to be married by a certain age I have to have kids by a certain age Um, I just don't agree with that at all. And people who see what I post on a regular basis, I know there's some people out there that probably secretly despise me because they're like, no, I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to think about that. I want to do this. But like, I know there's a lot of people who think similar to me. Um, and definitely I skew towards a younger mindset. So I, I, everything I post is for millennials and lower typically. Um, there's definitely people older that listen to me, but Everything I post is for millennials, Gen Z. Those are the two generations I, I post for, that I talk to, that I can relate to. Um, I don't want to become old mentally. I don't, think, I don't think people ever become old unless they have an old mental state. So it's really just a state of mind um, because especially here like San Diego, it's sunny all the time. Everyone's happy. It's like, I don't ever know if this guy over here is 42 or 23. Like they all look the same. <laughs> like they're just all happy. And so I think that's just, it's just like a spirit kind of a lifestyle and a mindset. So I'm all about the younger lifestyle and uh, yeah, maybe eventually I'll have those things, family settled down. Uh, maybe never, I don't know. But uh, right now for, for the time being, if I don't know what I'm doing, like figuring out, professionally like I'm really not focusing on anything else so and with corona it's also pretty easy to focus on one thing at a time but uh yeah I mean I got I got friends I just went to a bunch of weddings well two weddings recently which is questionable with corona but you know they're gonna have their weddings and they're my friends I'm gonna go so I'm not gonna skip them Um, so uh we we did that and people are getting married having kids they're starting their adult lives so to speak and uh you know sometimes i feel like maybe i should be more like them but then i'm like i kick myself I'm like nah i don't want to be like them i want to be in san diego playing volleyball every weekend having fun having freedom and uh trying to make something work for me professionally that i want to work and uh, if i don't that's okay but like at least i'll have tried you know living with regrets is will eat you eat away at your soul more than anything ever so I'll, I'll be happy. I know that I tried to play poker professionally and it didn't work out. So maybe I can try again. But like 
at least I tried. That was the conversation I had with my father. I was like, I think I'm going to be quitting my job soon. I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to play a lot of poker, I think, and see if I can make it work. He's like, well, you're not going to know if you don't try. And so that kind of gave me some, uh, some juice to actually give it a shot. Anyway, that's a, yeah, another long-winded answer to, to that. But yeah, I'm all about the younger mindset. I think people who fall victim to that old mentality are, you know, not, not necessarily screwed, but like their happiness factor is going to be a lot less than other people's who, who don't accept that. Growing up, I, I grew up in a blue collar family. So, you know, first one on my dad's side of the family to go to college. Uh, my mom's physical therapist works really hard. So you know, I always thought, you know, I got to get to college. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make my family proud. I'm going to go and I'm going to get, you know, a business job. And I pretty much just chose business because they were the only classes in high school that I liked. Like, I didn't yeah. like math. I didn't really like history. I didn't like, you know, English. I didn't really like anything, but like, I liked my business classes because they allowed me to, you know, be creative and, you know, think of a product and, uh, you know, a selling point and like come up with these business plans and mock commercials. And it was fun. I was like, business is fun. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to major in that. And then when I get there, I realized, you know, it's, I don't love it. Like I, I enjoy some aspects of business, but you know, what I've really enjoyed is playing football. So I play fo- division three football. What I've really enjoyed is doing that. And also, you know, in the off season doing uh, red devil sports network, which our mascots, the red devil. So I'll call g- broadcast games for, basketball, mm. lacrosse, nice. baseball, other things like that, produce, edit. And I, I didn't really, I didn't take full advantage of it. And then once at right before Corona hit, uh, after my junior season of football, I was like, you know, I, I really like this. I think I want to, I think I want to, you know, pursue this and, you know, do a lot more of this and try to go into it. Obviously Corona hit. So I've been at home. And, yeah. uh, so I was on, I was on the verge of starting a podcast there that fell through got here, got home. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to do it. So I recorded an episode. Um, and I think, you know, people always ask me, you know, what, what is the podcast? What do you do? And sometimes I think I struggle to, to tell them what exactly it is. And I think I found it more recently is, you know, after having my senior season just canceled, it's, you know, I'm a division three athlete. I'm about to enter the real world. And I want to talk to people and learn from people, you know, what's, what did, what's their purpose in life? You know, why do they get out of bed every day? Yeah. And, you know, why do they choose to do what they do? So that's what I've loved about this the most is just being able to learn from other people and, you know, not be like, oh, they're doing that. So I'm going to go do it. It's no, I can see what they've done and I can take what they've done and sort of apply it to my own wants, needs, desires. And I think everybody can do that if they just, you know, open their mind a little bit. So talking to people like you, I really, you know, it make it motivates me and it drives me to see like, you know, you can live and, you know, a, not a normal life. It's just going to take a little bit more effort and you're going to have to go down some windy paths to do so. Yeah. Not to say that living a normal life is bad. Uh, some people no, are completely yeah. satisfied with that and are happy with that. And, but uh, I know for a fact that most probably won't be even if they right. say they do. So like, it's just about being honest with yourself and self-aware, uh, you know, is this, did I give it my all in this aspect? Like, I don't want to be in retirement home, look back, be like, man, I should have tried that idea or that business or should have done this or that or traveled there or there. Uh, I don't want to have any of those regrets, but I commend you for starting your podcast. Even if you're not totally Thank clear you. on it, Thank just you. the fact that you're yeah. so young and starting it, uh, you'll be, you know, waves ahead of other people who are doing nothing. Um, so it's just a, a snowball game. I mean, you can 
like Gary always says, like you can fuck up your entire twenties and still be completely fine. I mean, he didn't even start right. his stuff until he was 33. Yeah. Um, it's unreal. It's, it's actually, <laughs> it's, it's unreal. Like life is long. Life is very long. And uh, yeah, it's commendable. I mean, honestly, what you're doing, you see, I would look at it as like, you just have like little mini audio internships with every single type of career or person. And then you can actually like make an informed decision as to what you actually want to start pursuing, you know, in addition to the podcast, if, if that's what you want to do. So it's like, why wouldn't you like, you're never going to get this much focused time with people if you didn't have this podcast. And that's the other thing. That's why podcasting is like the biggest hack in society, not in a bad way, but like in a good way to, uh, to talk to people and to learn from them. Cause most of the people that I talk to would never give me a time of day if I didn't have a podcast. Like if I just asked them to lunch, they'd be like, nah, <laughs> no thanks. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. So like, but if you like, I'm going to promote you on this podcast and I've been doing it for a while with other people, they'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me get to you to my assistant. Let's book something. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just an amazing way to learn and uh, learn by doing, learn by trial and error. And that's the other thing that's, I think is key for people listening out there is like, you don't have to know anything really to start. All you have to do is just have an idea and start it because you learn by trial. You learn better by teaching. You know, I've learned way more by actually like regurgitating what I've learned and saying it than I would, uh, you know, be just listening to a podcast or reading a book. Not to say that reading a book or listening to the podcast is bad, but like when you're actually giving the advice, when you create a video, when you post something where you're giving the, the information, like that makes you internalize it at a much, much deeper level like and deep into your cells. Do you ever think before you post something, man, these people aren't going to give a shit about what I said. Like I haven't done a whole lot yet or, you know, who am I to put this out there? It's, um, uh, imposter what, syndrome. What, imposter syndrome. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Do you ever get that? Because I get that. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to put these, this content out, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm, I haven't even graduated college yet. I've, I haven't done a whole lot. You know, so when I'm posting these things, sometimes I'm like, maybe I shouldn't post that. I, I don't yeah. know if I have the credibility to do that yet. So uh, do you ever yeah, deal I, with that? Oh, I still get that. I mean, there's, you know, we all have different moods, right? And I get in some moods where I just like got off of listening to a podcast myself or just got off an interview and I'm all fired up or, and then I'll, I'll like go and preach on Instagram for a second. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn, that was fucking aggressive. That's probably pissing at least three or four people off. <laughs> like, what is Followers he saying? Going, going, down. <laughs> going on rants again and shit. It's like, I was just with him three days ago and we were drinking together. Like, and now right. he's talking about his motivation. So I was like, but it's like, and then, but after a while, I've just gotten so used to it. And this is something I got from Jason Capital is that don't not give a fuck muscle. It's like, I, you just have to work that muscle out just like the gym. Uh, because right. once you keep doing it, you will start thinking about it less and less. And I've posted so much for so long now on so many accounts that I don't, I don't really care that much. Um, there's definitely still times where I'll like delete a post or delete, delete a story but I do that much more rare than I used to. And I think it's just a learning game and an action game and a, and a build up muscle game. So uh, you just have to do it more and more. Um, and then I also, I also like rooting it in the podcast. It's like not necessarily me saying these things, it's like all these things that I've learned from other people who've made it and are regurgitating it. So it's like more accepted to like your personal friends or family. But in the end, you don't need to please your personal friends or family. A lot of people stop at the beginning and they don't ever start because they're afraid of what the inner circles might say. And uh, I just, I just don't care anymore. Um, I've done it long enough and I've talked to enough people where it's just like, eh, you, I, I don't, you're the weight of your opinion 
from some friend of a friend back in high school means nothing to me. It's like, yes, I will treat them with respect. If they ask me a question, of course I'll answer them. But like, that's who I'm worried about, really? Like, is that who I'm worried about? Pissing off? No, like, no. So just keep going forward. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. So you're not necessarily spewing at somebody telling you have to do this and yeah. you have to do that. It's no, you, you listen to something really cool or you watch something really yeah. inspiring and you're going to go apply that. And you're basically just telling them what you're going to do. And if that resonates with one person, great. Then, you know, you did a good job. You brought somebody value. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a context game. And that's something that's a skill that's honed over time. It's like, yeah, in the beginning, sometimes people like, try to be like Gary Vee and just like yell at people and stuff. And like, and everyone's like, fuck you, man. I don't want to do any of the thing that you're talking about. Like, no, I'm not going to post 40 pieces of content today. Go fuck yourself. Um, but uh, over time, like you, you'll learn how to contextualize it better. It's like, no, you know, I'm not posting about my win here to brag or I'm not posting about this to brag. It's like, I learned something. I applied it. I got this result. So maybe if you want to learn or just disrupt this result too, then you can apply it or you can take this mindset or you can, think like this or whatever. So it's just kind of like a positioning game. Uh, you're definitely going to turn people off. Like no one is ever going to be liked by everyone. That's also a, a, a fact that people need to understand, especially in social media, especially nowadays with all the political bullshit and all the stuff that's going on. It's like you put your opinion out there, I guarantee there's going to be plenty of people who do not like that opinion, but there's going to be a lot of people who like it. And uh, if the people that don't like it, don't like it enough to leave you, and to not become your follower, well, they were never going to be, they were never a good follower in the first place. That's something I got from Dan Fleshman. It's like, just, they evaporate into thin air. Like, if they can be so petty where they're going to unfollow you or not be your friend because of your opinion of something or something, like, then they were never your friend in the first place or your true follower in the first place. So, be gone. Sure. No, I completely <laughs> agree with that. Uh, so, one thing that I really like, one of the, probably one of the most my favorite things that I took away from listening to your personal, uh, your personal podcast, not, not the ones you do with the interview, but like your weekly takeaways was, uh, the WWIIFT. So can you explain, you know, for anyone that's what's in it for them? Correct. Right. Yep. So can you go into that? And I know you talked about yeah. that. You think about that when you are about to post some content. So can yeah. you kind of take me through your process of what that looks like when you're about to post something? Yeah, so it's just social media is not about, and this is stuff, again, that I've learned from other people in interviews, and I, I work with Mark Lack a lot. He's a personal branding guy. I'm part of his program. I bought some of his stuff, like what's in it for them. So it's like social media. So many people think social media is about me and what I'm doing. And granted, yes, everything is through your lens and what you're doing, like your restaurant or what you're doing or going out to eat or, or your vacation or whatever. But it's really about how you make other people feel because of what you're doing. So it's not about what you're doing. It's how you make other people feel because of what you're doing. So like if you're on a vacation and you're out there and you're just like, Hey, look at me, I'm popping bottles. I'm the coolest. Like, and that's kind of the vibe you're giving off. People are not, you know, they might pay attention still because they're curious, but they're not going to truly like you or like resonate with it. It's more about like, I, you position it. So like, what's in it for them? Like this is, I've, I've worked six months with no vacations and trying to book guests and grinding my ass off and haven't taken any rest. And so I'm going to reward myself with this. And this is what I'm doing now. And uh, if, if any of you are interested in doing this in a similar fashion, you know, let me know and I'll, I'll be willing to help you out or talk to you or have a conversation at least. It's just like, 
positioning, what we just, what we just talked about, contextualizing it, uh, what's in it for them, what are they going to get out of it, how do you make them feel after they see your post? You know, so that's why I always say, try to write a little longer captions on Instagram uh, or give some people some value uh, in some way, shape or form. And granted, sometimes posts are purely entertaining or purely educational and not both, but it's good to have a hybrid of, of those four, all the four that I always refer back to for content. It's like, if you're posting content, it should be educational, uh, entertaining, inspirational, or the most common one is relatable. So most people who aren't trying to build an online brand or business, they just post about their lives, right? They document, you know, and that's relatable because we've all gone to the park. We've all petted a dog. We've all done these things. Um, so that most of it falls into that relatable category. But if you can do some of those other things as well, or do one of them really well, then people are going to start to become attracted and, and become more magnetic to what you're posting. Uh, but it's always about how you make other people feel. Um, and if you're just trying to make them feel like shit or make them feel like they're not as good as you, then you're not really going to gain anything, uh, gain any following or, or whatever. So that's the problem with podcasts too, with podcasters or really with any online content. It's like, I see you posting your podcast and yeah, great. You, you know, you look good at the mic or whatever, but like, what are you talking about? Like you're talking about your, your night out with your friend the other night. And it's like, yeah, that may be entertaining, but like, what is the listener getting out of that? It's like, you need to kind of like, combine it to a lesson or something like what's your podcast about it's like no one gives a shit about this random person on the internet this stranger on the internet about their night out the other night like no one cares about that you have to like why would i follow you you know what's in it for me why would i listen so that's that's the point so i always say my podcast is about education and entertainment edutainment to splice the word a bit no, like like hybrids so, yeah so you get educated and you get entertained same same uh, fashion. Some of my episodes uh, are much more entertaining. Some are much more educational. Depends on the guest, but uh, it's always going to be a hybrid. And so that's why I also like to do a solo episodes just to you know what have I taken away from people recently? What do I what have I learned? Uh, what can you apply? Um, so yeah, that's that's what it's grounded in. What's in it for them? So that's that's the key to winning on social media. So that's why the new age mindset. It's like maybe you're going to come because this crazy ass video is so wild or wacky or weird but then you're going to maybe read the caption and be like oh so there's something kind of semi-serious about this account some something actually decent to say rather than just like a one-liner so i kind of do both i like to have the, the quippy one-liner and then an actual lesson and uh, i have fun doing them both sometimes they're very hard to pull out lessons from just crazy ass shit from i post the crazy videos but like i manage it and that's what my account's about and you either like the vibe or you don't and, uh, but it's always trying, trying to provide value, educational and entertaining. And there's plenty of people out there who are going to find it and really enjoy it. So, so you, that's what one thing I've kind of had to deal with is you know, not tripping over losing a follower or something like yeah. that. Cause there's, there's plenty of people out there that are going to value what you have to say. It's just a matter of time, but, and it seems like the, seems like the formula is pretty simple, right? Like Gary V and like you said, Lewis Howes and all these other wildly successful people just bring value to people be relatable and you know just think about others put others first and uh you know what like what are you doing for them like you just said so i don't know it, it just seems like it's uh it's pretty simple but yeah I'm still, I, still I, trying I to figure it, down, it out <laughs> i boil that down to three p's too so i gave you the three f's before it's like fun yeah. freedom fulfillment those are my goals and three p's to attain that for me it's like uh persistence passion and patience 
Okay. So you need three, you need all three because you're not going to, you're probably not going to win if you don't have all three. So passion, fun, like you need to have fun doing what you're doing. What you're putting out needs to be fun and repeatable or else you're going to quit. You might quit after month one, month six, month 12, month 18. You know, if, if it takes longer, you might just, if you never quit, you're never going to fail. So that's the one thing in itself right there, but then persistence. So like you have to be persistent. Like if you're not seeing results after a certain amount of time, like you have to still go at it. Um, and then three is the patience. Like it may take a long time. Gary V. I mean, he was doing stuff behind the scenes for 10 years um, before he even tried to do anything online. And he was the wine guy first. So he got known for a niche and then he broke out into a general. And that's another good lesson too. It's like a lot of people should start out with a niche um, and then break out into a general. So that's what I'm doing. I originally, and you, may, you know, if you're an avid listener, you may have heard me talking about kind of the New Age Lifestyle Academy, this academy that I'm doing. And I thought I was going to be doing that for a while. And that was going to be how I kind of broke into my true monetization for this podcast about how to build up an online presence and monetize it. But I thought to myself, uh, for this first go of it, it's a little too broad. So it's like, that's my long-term play. That's, what's gonna, that's what I'm going to do long-term. But to, to really make some good money in the beginning... I'm just going to do what I know. And that's going to be helping podcasters grow their accounts on social media. And that's what I've done. That's what I've proven that I can do. So hopefully I'll be able to monetize it more effectively. So that's why my next stage is like more group consulting so I can scale it, uh, but helping podcasters. So people such as yourself, uh, you know, for much less, for not nearly as much as some you might get charged from like a Lewis house. Like, yeah, sure. You can go to the best, the best, but you have to pay like 10 grand uh, for like three sessions. Ain't nobody you know, that's beginning in the podcast game has that money or stuff for, to do that. So um, just being relatable in that sense, but also doing it long enough and building up a foundation enough where people respect what I'm doing. So podcasting, the niche, that's what I'm going for in the beginning. And then I'll broaden that out as time goes on. Yeah, that, that, no, that makes total sense because you're more, you're better off get talking to someone who's, you know, not wildly more successful than you, but you know, a step or two above you because they can relate to you. They've been in your shoes more recently. Whereas you know, Lewis Howes is a thousand episodes in he's, he knows yeah. what he's doing by now. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, he, he, that was almost, you know, 800, 900 episodes ago where he was in, you know, your shoes and then even more so in my shoes. So, you know, kind of the last, one of the last things I wanted to ask you was, uh, is there a specific influencer besides Gary V or, or Lewis Howes that, uh, that's really that you still follow or really inspired you to get into what you're doing now? Yeah. Peter Vood. Um, okay. So uh, do you know who that is? I don't. Uh, so he's, his podcast is like the young entrepreneur lifestyle. Um, okay. and so I actually was, his wife is a huge poker player. And so I met her like through some of the influencer poker circles and we played a couple home games together and stuff like that. They live in San Diego. Um, I haven't spent like too much time personally with Peter, but he's, but I've played poker with him. She's brought up to his couple of games and I didn't know who he was. And I just started talking to him. He's like, I'm an entrepreneur. And then I looked him up. It's like, he's pretty big time on social media. And, uh, he, pro he posts a lot of very motivating content, a lot of in your face, motivational content, kind of not exactly like Gary, but maybe some of similar, uh, a little bit more relatable, a little bit younger, but, um, he, he posts a lot of really good stuff. So I've been following him for a while. Um, I don't agree with him politically. So he recently came out and he was like talking about politics and all this stuff, but he's also someone that I've already, already followed him for a while. So he's like, 
don't be afraid to have polarizing opinions because it's going to attract people that, um, you know, fuck with it and then get rid of people who don't. But like, I know that about him. So like, but, uh, but again, his political opinion is not going to sway me from my opinion about him professionally or like with social media. So I've been following him steady for a while. Um, that's someone who I look up to. And then, uh, pretty recently, some of the old school guys that I've followed and taken a lot of good nuggets from James Wedmore and Stu McLaren. Stu McLaren is like a membership guy. That's eventually how I'm going to probably member, uh, monetize. It's like creating online memberships, you know, pretty much turning yourself into Netflix. I think that's the wave of the future, honestly, for, um, for people that are trying to make it online. And that's probably what I'm going to build my next thing around is kind of that mantra is like turning yourself into the Netflix. Cause you only have to get, but you know, 50 people paying you a hundred bucks, hundred bucks a month or whatever to, to make a good living. Uh, it's not, you know, it's going to be hard, but it's not going to be that, that hard. And then James Wedmore is a guy who has a, a business called business by design. And he's very heavy on freedom rather than overworking and hustle. So like Gary V, as much as I love Gary V, I would never ever have the ability to hustle like Gary V. I'm just not that type of person. I'm not going to be able to hustle for 10 hours straight. I can barely hustle for four hours straight. Like I need to do yeah. an hour on, an hour off, an hour on, an hour off. Like that's just how I'm built. Um, I don't have ADD or anything, but like that's just I just like I like taking breaks. I like you're, you're, I know, a, you're a human. Take, you're a human. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a human. human. <laughs> you know, regular yeah. person. Yeah. I think that's more relatable to a lot of people than Gary V post 40 pieces of content a day and hustle yeah. your face off. So like, I mean, I agree with 95% of what Gary does, but like um, some of his stuff is just for a special type of person. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Peter, James Wedmore, Stu McLaren. I mean, I can rattle off so many that I, that little smaller ones that I uh, follow, but I mean, Lewis house is a huge one. Yep. Um, Chris Ducker is a pretty good personal branding guy from Britain, from uh, London. Uh, I don't actually, I'm not sure if he lives there, but uh, there's just so many people out there. And then the, I, I categorize them into two levels. Like you can clearly tell who's like been doing it for so long where they know so right. much, but they're still kind of old school and they can't relate as well to the younger generations. And then some of the newer generation people that are doing something similar to them, but they're, uh, they're more in tune with like the TikTokers of the world and social media and all that. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to bridge the gap between the older generation of people and the younger, like getting all the knowledge from those guys, but like bringing it to the younger generation. That's what I try to do with the new age mindsets. It's like, yeah, I'm in tune to what the kids are doing, but I'm also trying to give these kids some advice to actually help them as well. So yeah, another long winded answer, but I listen to so many podcasts every day. It's unbelievable. I probably average like three hours a day podcasts. I'm I'm the same boat. I I I listen to music in the gym, but other than that, in the car when I'm doing work, I I'm the same way. Uh, exactly. I can't listen to podcasts yeah. working out. I have to listen to music too. So. Yeah. No. I'm the I'm the same way. I gotta. <laughs> you know. It, yeah. It is what it is. But um. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good spot to end. I actually wanted to ask you one more question, yeah, and then I wanted to I wanted to flip the script on you real quick, and I wanted to do a quick lightning round. Uh, on you as you do uh, with many of your guests. Yeah, that's funny because I always ask such like so hard questions to people and they're always taking time. Then I edit out the silence to make them look snappy. So we'll see how snappy I can be. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll test you on that. But my, my, yeah, pretty much my last question for you, I usually ask, you know, what, you know, what's uh, one piece of advice or anything. And I kind of wanted to uh, specify it when talking to you, it was, you know, what does it take to become a new ager? And what would you say to anyone kind of sitting on that fence right now or they're meant to be a new ager but they just they're they don't really realize it yet yeah it's easy easy answer it's like regret like 
you just have to put yourself, you have to become a forward thinker. That's what a new ager is, is a forward thinker. It's like, there's going to be a ton of shit that changes in the next decade, you know, technology wise, automation wise, job loss wise, like, are you positioned or are you going to position yourself in an area or industry that's going to be growing with the times or are you not? And are you going to be someone in the future who's happy what they did in the past or are you not? And if, even if you have some semblance of like thinking that that might be true of you when you're old and you might have regret, then do it. And, and, and don't worry about it because people who try things and fail much later in life, they're way happier than people who never tried and never know. So it's like, go for the failure, try to fail because that's, that's will be the most important lessons that you get. And most likely what will stem from that failure is going to be success. And even if not, even if you fail what you're doing and have to go back to a job, even if I can't make this podcast or thing work or what I have to go back to a job, I'll say that on the podcast, but I won't stop doing the podcast, but I'll be like, well, you know, it hasn't worked out in the short term, but I'm still going to do it. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I mean, with a podcast though, I know I could get a job doing something similar in a similar right. realm just because of that itself. Like fuck the resume. Like this is what I've been doing for two years. Like I can get a job somewhere doing that, but regret that's the answer. I think that's the big one. And I think that's what people really don't think about. They don't think long-term and they just take it day by day and they don't think ahead. And it's good to take it day by day, you know, when you're in a process of doing something, but if you don't have a process, if you don't know a long-term where you're going, then you're just going to be doing a bunch of random shit and you're never going to get anywhere. You're just going to dabble. You know, most of us, 95% of people these days are just dabblers. They just dabble in this. They, maybe I'll try affiliate marketing. Maybe I'll try this YouTube. Maybe I'll try this sports thing. Like they don't even give it their all or they just don't even start because they think they're going to fail too quickly. You'll probably fail, but it'll be good for you. So do it. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. To that, I would just say, start with one thing and then work your way to the next thing. Don't half-ass a bunch of different things. Go full force into one or two, maybe even three things. Yeah, so, this is something I got from Stu McLaren. Clarity comes from action. So you don't get clarity until you take action. You're not going to see the next step until you step on the, next, the, one, the one below it. You're not going to see the fifth step until you get to the fourth step. You're not going to see the fourth step until you get to the third step. So take the second step or the first step. Note to self, note to self, uh, check out some Stu McLaren. Uh, I, I like that view. So yeah, he's kind of a quirky guy. Like I don't relate to him on a personal level. He's a family right. man. He's from Canada. Like, uh, I just, <laughs> you know, his personality is kind of wacky, but like, he's got, he's the membership guy, the online okay. membership guy. He is gotcha. the guy. Yeah. All right. So we'll get into our quick lightning round here to wrap things right. up, fire it. it off to you. See how quickly you can get these done. Oh, All right. <laughs> Favorite place you visited or lived other than San Diego? Croatia. That was recent in a Euro trip. Beautiful place. Just an amazing, ven amazing venues. And just like I was traveling alone at that time. So I was just exploring and just having a ball. Croatia and very cheap. How about lived? Yeah. But, I mean, San Diego was it for me. Uh, okay. When it comes to the domestic United States. But my favorite other place that I've lived besides San Diego was the one before, which is Washington, D.C. I love living in Washington, D.C. because of the diversity. All, all the options of everything, but uh, I would never live there permanently. I also hate politics, so I don't think I could handle that for more than four years. I was there for four years. Food that you couldn't go a day without? Snack-wise, pepperoni peppers, and just regular food-wise, just be like a good you know, New York strip steak. Favorite interview you've done thus far? The most surprising interview that I did was with 
the Hamby TV, that couple, they were massive. And I got them like for interview number four and they were like at six mil at the time, which was crazy. Uh, my favorite like practical is one with one of my mentors, Mark Lack, about personal branding. Uh, it's just really practical. He's just a really practical guy who puts things into perspective really well. Um, I love Bill Perkins because he's just a badass baller and uh, he loves poker. So that was, that was a really fun one. He talks about memory dividends and having experiences and uh, how that's more important than just any, you know, money driven goal or just money in general. And it's coming from a very wealthy guy. So uh, that was fun. I mean, I honestly enjoy almost every single interview. I don't know if there's ever been an interview I haven't enjoyed, to be honest with you. If you could have one outlandish pet, what would it be? Maybe like a panda, like a baby panda. That'd be good for attracting women. (laughs) kind of like a small dog but better (laughs) i agree panda would be sweet if you could interview one person in the world who would it be my end goal for my podcast has always been gary v Uh, i would say tiger because i've grown up with tiger i love tiger and everything he stands for and everything he's about yes the scandal happened but uh he's been my one of my idols in the beginning but the thing is i don't think that he would give me like a true candid interview you know granted he's more candid now than he was back in the robotic tiger days but uh, maybe if I could interview him and promise him that he could tell me everything and it wouldn't get published, maybe that's the answer. But Gary Vee has been my number one. When I get Gary Vee, I will have accomplished my podcast goal. I haven't even tried to get him yet, but uh, I think the step to it is getting D-Rock first and then getting up to Gary I agree. D-Rock or Dustin or anybody who is on Team Gary Vee, I think you climbed the ladder. Uh, I yeah. think that's definitely... So when, when the time's appropriate, maybe after another year, I'll start canvassing his whole team and make him get time <laughs> give me time. it's like uh that's like scaling everest but you know you, you, you got to start sometime yeah. well aaron appreciate your time today had an awesome time getting to talk to you and learned a lot from you he is aaron b Patton on instagram and he's also new age influencers podcast and new age mindsets and am i missing anything that's it man and uh the url for podcasters that'll be coming out this week will be newagepodcasters.com so look out for that. If you guys haven't already been tuning in to his podcast or his pages, he provides a ton of value with a hint of authenticity. And it really makes me laugh and brings me a lot of value. So make sure to go check that out and be on the lookout for everything that he's got coming his way. Aaron, I appreciate you. And thank you so much for coming on with me today. Thanks, Dom. I appreciate it. This was fun. Thank you, everyone.